I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. You brought this to my attention recently, Taylor. There was a uh, a Chinese man who is a chain smoker. Yes. Um, uh, a Chinese chain smoking marathon runner completes 26 miles in less than three and a half hours. Now, three, that's in, that's so insane. Did I did I send that to you? Did you no. see that? Three and a half, three and and half hours it. of anybody running a marathon is pretty impressive. But the thing is that this man did the marathon while. Um, while chain smoking the entire time. No. Yeah. Okay. So a Chinese marathon runner chain smoked for the duration of the race and still finished in less than three and a half hours. Uh, he's nicknamed Uncle Chen. Uh, he's the serial smoker uh, uh, lent on the old habit while completing the uh, Xin Yingjiang Marathon near Shanghai last week. Uh, Chen, he's 50 years old. Uh, finished the arduous race in just three hours and 28 minutes and placed 574th. Placement, actually, not that great. Exactly. Placement not that great. I, I'm Dude, th- three hours and 28 minutes. Like, a, a good has time. anybody here run a marathon besides you, Brian? Yeah, we got, yes. what was your time? How many, <laughs> how many cigarettes were you smoking through the whole race? <laughs> Jeez, you must have been like extra chain smoking. Eh? I saw a friend of ours, uh, a friend of ours uh, ran a three-hour marathon not that long ago, which was in- yeah, like incredibly, two weeks ago. incredibly impressive. And... Uh, Trains a lot, uh, and at, right after he did this, uh, the, the uh, a a, uh, a video was sent to me of a a guy who ran. I can't remember if it was the Boston Marathon or Chicago or what it was. I think it was a Chicago, which is what Chris had just run. And the guy did it with a pineapple on his head for all I saw this. 42 kilometers. He so, ran, uh, yeah. so he ran and he balanced it without dropping the pineapple the whole time. The, so we were like, yeah, your three-hour marathon kind of doesn't really mean that much. The, the two questions that I have is, one, do you think that if you were a cigarette smoker that it would be at least more enjoyable to run it while smoking. I because don't know, I, man. Because I worked at a, like, I, when I used to I work think at everything's a... everything's more enjoyable when you're smoking a dart. <laughs> I think that's true, though. You look, I, you look way fucking cooler. <laughs> it tastes good if you got the right flavor. You and can actually, tell Jeremy's from Sackville. I mean, you guys can't tell he's from Sackville because you guys are from here. But if you were from Halifax, you'd be like, Jeremy's from Sackville. <laughs> but smoke, smokers tend to get outside more for fresh air, so it could be like that could contribute to Do you to remember it. those uh, Do you remember those commercials? The, foob, the FUBAR the, ones? The FUBAR guys? Yeah, yeah. Dinner, and they'd be like, oh, yeah, smoking's good, eh? Yeah. But uh, the, I think it's more healthy to smoke. The other thing that's interesting is that uh, when uh, the last marathon that I ran, there was a guy... So... <laughs> 
What, what's what's the a, last one that I ran? Of the many. <laughs> so if you if you just listen to the story, it's even more interesting <laughs> than that. Uh, so I was running and I was getting pretty tired, and my pace started to slow down significantly. And then a guy ran past me juggling balls. Oh God, that's and sucks. he was juggling balls the entire way, and he didn't drop one the entire time, and he ran faster than me. The ultimate slap in the face yeah, though, is being passed sad. by somebody smoking a no, cigarette. The, no, ac- no, actually, the ultimate slap in the face is being passed in the last kilometer by two old women, like 80-year-old women, in matching purple tracksuits. You age as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, so after pictures of Chen went viral on social media, uh, uh, the social media site Weibo, uh, race organizers shared his race certificate and confirmed the impressive... So they were like, they were like, it's true, he did this. And uh, we're going to... I mean, the world, look. Uh, Chen has also been pictured chain-smoking while uh, tackling other events, including the 2018... Guangzhou Marathon um, and another marathon, 2019. Um, While smoking as well, was that like a confirmed smoking as well? I mean, I'm, I'm yes. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. here's the here's the most interesting part about um, Uncle Chen. Uh, he only smokes when he runs. No, well, that makes sense. I I only I, smoke when I drink. <laughs> but I only it, smoke when I fuck. <laughs> <laughs> We've all got our thing, <laughs> but but you yeah. but it's easier to believe that he only does it when he runs because if he did it all the time, then he would probably not be a great runner. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, that's yeah, that's a that's a good point, Brian. What do you Thanks. think he would run if he? What do you think, having run a marathon? What do you think he would run if he didn't? You know, he trains. He doesn't smoke while he runs. Do you think he runs three hours? Uh, possibly. Maybe not three the hours. thing I find really interesting about marathon running times is like I my time is like around four hours, and these two eighty year old women did faster than four hours. So yeah. I it, it I find it almost impossible to gauge how fast somebody can run a marathon, mm. especially when they smoke cigarettes the entire time. Very challenging to interpret. Well, speaking of smoking weed or smoking anything, um, <laughs> this is a really interesting study that actually came out of uh, Ottawa University, which I thought was pretty fitting. Um, and I just came across this earlier today. Um, any weed smokers in the audience who love smoking the reefer? 420, what's up? <laughs> round, round of applause. Do you smoke weed? I know all four of these ladies are just fucking, you guys are high right now. Um, uh, can we get some chips down here? Uh, uh, weed smokers more likely to get lung disease than cigarette smokers, new study finds. Take this with a grain of salt. It's a new study. But uh, the negative side effects of smoking are fairly well documented these days, but the difference between weed and tobacco continues to be uh, a, hot, a hotly debated mm-hmm. subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, while some users believe smoking weed is better for you than tobacco, which we've heard on the podcast before, various researchers have found evidence to suggest that it is still incredibly harmful for your body. Uh, in fact, in some instances, it may even be more harmful. With a new study from the University of Ottawa finding that those who smoke marijuana are at an increased risk of developing lung disease than those who smoke tobacco cigarettes. Mm. The research was recently published in Radiology, a journal of the Radiological Society of North America, saw researchers compare the chest CT scan results from 56 marijuana smokers uh, with those of 57 non-smoking controls and 33 tobacco-only smokers, right? So we're talking about like the hand-rolled cigarettes Mm -hmm. as opposed Mm -hmm. to, you know, a pack of 
players? What, I mean, what are cigarettes? Like, what, what are people smoking? Uh, I, 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 uh, I, I, uh, marathon runner. How much are you smoking on your runs? What are you smoking? <laughs> What's your brand? <laughs> so they, they found that three quarters of the marijuana smokers had emphysema. Three quarters of the marijuana smokers had emphysema. What uh, is emphysema? It's a lung disease that causes issues with breathing, including shortness of breath. Pretty huh. bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that means I have bag? emphysema. Yeah, you got emphysema. <laughs> uh, and you got sleep apnea. Now, so that, that was three quarters of the marijuana smokers compared with 67% of the tobacco smokers only. Still, well, I mean, still pretty high numbers. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like uh, the predominant subtype of the disease in marijuana smokers compared to the tobacco only group was paraseptal emphysema, which damages the small ducts that connect the air sacs to the lungs over time. Any any healthcare professionals in the audience tonight? Yeah. Um, have you ever come across paras, para, paraseptal emphysema? <laughs> Great. Um, <laughs> anybody a, that's else? A pretty, uh, that's a that's a pretty small. I think I feel like what this study is uh, probably going to accomplish is uh, try and make a case for like a bigger study because that's a that's a small group of people, yeah. right? Like thirty three yeah. and what was the other one? Like sixty or and, yeah. Do yeah. they so, say do they say how much they smoked each though? Because I like I just imagine that tobacco smokers smoke more often during the day than weed smokers. So uh, everybody that was in, so yeah, so the people that smoked the tobacco only smokers were like, you know, it could have been like anybody in here. The weed smokers was Snoop Dogg's entire entourage. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm pretty sure it's just like, ch it's, it's Chen, it's just chain smoking um, weed. Uh, chain smoking <laughs> uh, Study author Giselle Reva, an MD, uh, a cardiothoracic radiologist and assistant professor at the University of Ottawa said, we know what cigarettes do to the lungs. There are well-researched... There are well-researched and established findings of cigarette smoking on the lungs. Marijuana, we know very little about. So there hasn't been a lot of like mm. research going into how smoking weed actually has an effect on us. But I mean, like you're smoking, like smoke in your lungs. Yeah, no, bueno. is just bad. Yeah, anything, any like combustible, like you know, yeah, combustible material in your lungs. Yeah. Yeah, material your house is on fire. That's why you gotta get down. You, got, you gotta get down. <laughs> you don't want to be. Smoke. You don't want to be breathing in that house yeah. smoke. If this is an interesting, <laughs> well, I'm sure that's. A, I'm sure that's a real interesting high. <laughs> if this is interesting to you guys, it's interesting. To, yeah. Interesting to me, or interesting to any, any of you listening and here in the audience. Um, I don't know if anybody's familiar with Andrew Huberman's podcast. Super interesting if you're into like medical, scientific, like how it applies to your life. He did one recently on uh, on uh, like. THC, CBD, cannabinoids in general, and it was like really, really interesting. He went like super deep dive on like how, on like how it's affecting your brain and yeah. like all the receptors in your brain and everything. It was really, really interesting. I've been getting really into CGB, say quasa, which is a uh, which is a uh, cannabinoid that makes me horny. Actually, is yeah. this the shit yeah. that was in the fridge that I saw that was like sex mix? No, <laughs> no, no. It was like these little like five hour energy bottles that was like for her pleasure. And I was like, thank you. That's just that's just that's just don't mind if I do. That's Wait. just boner juice. That's that's, that's just that boner juice. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't give you a boner for her. It's, yeah, because because it, that, so it said it was. It's, 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 for her. it's clit boner juice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, so yeah, interesting to see this. Like I, I would, I like, you know, I, I, I love, I, I've just started to get back into you utilizing THC, not through smoke, obviously, because I have cystic fibrosis. That would be bad. 
Um, but you know, I really, I'm really enjoying the gummies these days. Um, but it would be really interesting to see some more evidence coming out about like what does what does smoking marijuana mm. do, especially now in in a country where like it's readily available. You know, anybody over the age of 19 can get it, or 18, I guess maybe in some provinces. But I mean, since it was legalized, like I'm sure the research floodgates have opened. Yes, for that. Isn't yeah. it annoying when they do research into things that you like and then they tell you that it's bad? Yeah, and then you just Can go, I? I didn't hear that. Every yeah. time I hear research about how alcohol is bad for you, I'm like, fuck off. Well, that's obvious. That shouldn't even, you don't even need to hear <laughs> no research way. about that. Yeah. Um, what? The thing, the thing that I feel like is, you know how, like, for our parents' generations, like, it was okay to smoke everywhere. Like, you could smoke in the airplanes, yeah. in offices, and then they, like, all of a sudden. into your kid's mouth. <laughs> it's all yeah. fun. It's all fun. My, that's what my parents did. My favorite um, thing is I watching know. TV shows from like like a period show, and and the doctor's yeah. like the doctor sitting there, he's like, "Yep, you've got lymphoma." <laughs> I'm like, "Holy shit!" And I but only smoke they, big red. <laughs> but there's there's got to be uh, like there's got to be that thing for our generation, and I'm worried that it's soda water. Because no, there's no well, possible. <laughs> listen, fuck off. Listen, I think we're too smart for that. No, now. because there's no possible sort way of. that that shit's that good it is, and has it, it zero is. calories and nothing bad about it. It is. There's bad. no fucking way. Zero calories, dude. It's just carbonation. It's it's there's no simple. fucking way. There's it's gonna be. Simple. This is exactly what smokers well, thought. It I is, don't know. It is yeah, so totally. Bad. It is <laughs> like if we had it. If you know, if we have, is there any dentists in the audience? No. Um, <laughs> bad great. for your enamel. Uh, right? It's really bad for your enamel. That's because of the carbonation. Sure. favorite one-hit wonder or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have or that tv show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon now what if we could fix it i'm francesca ramsey and i'm delon grant and after 20 years of friendship we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called let me fix it each episode we'll dig into our favorite celebrities shows and brands of yesteryear and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today think of our show as an intervention but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Speaking <laughs> of the fact that I have CF, so th this is something that I actually thought was really interesting. Um, living with cystic fibrosis, one of the things that I heard when I was younger is that, um, you know, diseases are, are, are very interesting from like a bio biological evolutionary perspective, right? And so... Cystic fibrosis, from what I gather, is was like the answer to cholera. So, so what I mean by that is like when cholera was just being spread across, you know, um, like the northern hemisphere of the earth, um, people were dying, shitting themselves to death left, right, and center. Um, but there was a a sort of like genetic mutation, the CFTR gene mutation. Um, where there was like a you know a, a, a CR, C, like a protein that malformed in the CFTR gene, um, that if you had that malformation, then you were less likely to you actually couldn't get cholera. So like my parents, right? My mom and dad both have the CFTR gene. Um, neither of them have CF, but because they made fuck and had me, um, I <laughs> popped out and had CF. I think it was like a 50-50 shot or maybe a seventy-five percent chance that I would have CF. If my parents lived at the time where cholera was wreaking havoc across the world, 
they would not have been able to catch cholera. So like the CFTR gene was uh, a sort of evolutionary answer to cholera. It's like you have this gene mort malformation, you now don't get cholera. Yahoo. But now there's enough of you that have this gene mutation. And if the two of you make a baby, that baby is going to end up having cystic fibrosis. Potentially. See, Potentially. This, this could be the thing with soda water. Like you could have two people who are drinking soda water. And because they've done that, they can now give a new if cystic you have fibrosis. you two people that have sex while drinking soda water. <laughs> you're, you're basically... That baby's going to have AIDS. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. That baby will have buble. Um, so, so this story is, uh, is, is, is kind of in line with that mode of thinking, right? So um, the title of this, and we actually got this from our, one of our patrons. I love this story. It's called, uh, the title is, You Might Have Crohn's Disease, Rheumatoid Arthritis, or Lupus Because Your Ancestors Survived the Black Death. Oh, interesting. Um, our medieval ancestors left us with a biological legacy. Genes that may have helped them survive the Black Death makes us more susceptible to certain diseases today. Mm. Uh, it's a prime example of the way that germs shape, over t- uh, shape us over time. Scientists say in a new study published Wednesday in the journal Nature, quote, our genome today is a reflection of our whole evolutionary history. As we adapt to different germs, said Louis Berejo, uh, a senior author of the research, some like, some, like those behind the bubonic plague, have had a big impact on our immune system. So the Black Death in the 14th century was, a, was the single deadliest event in recorded history, uh, spreading throughout Europe, the Middle East, and northern, uh, northern Africa, and wiping out 30 to 50% of the population. So obviously, like, has a massive effect on, on the planet, on everybody that's living on it. How many COVIDs is that? Uh, many. Because I, I feel like, yeah. is, is this the way that we now measure the like impact of big events like this? Like yeah, that was yeah. like 42 COVIDs. Yeah. I mean, I, you, I'm sure some look at things like some that. Some would say that. Yeah. I mean, someone who like, someone like you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Barreo and his colleagues at the University of Chicago, uh, McMaster University in Ontario and the Pasteur Institute in Paris examined ancient DNA samples from the bones of more than 200 people from London and Denmark who died about, uh, over about 100 years that stretched before, during, and after the Black Death swept through that region. They identified four genes that, depending on the variant, either protected against or increased susceptibility to the bacteria that causes bubonic plague, which is uh, most often transmitted by the bite of an infect- infected flea. Oh, that's how it went around, the flea bite. Yeah. Fuck, that's So they found that what helped people in medieval times led to problems generations later. So like the cholera issue to CF, uh, raising the frequency of mutations detrimental in modern times. Some of the same genetic variants identified as protective against the plague are associated with certain autoimmune disorders specifically. So we've got Crohn's, rheumatoid arthritis, and lupus. And in these sorts of diseases, the immune system that defends the body against disease and infection mm. attacks the body, uh, uh, the body's own healthy tissues. This is like the Radiolab episode that was talking about uh, the placenta and, yeah. uh, and uh, yeah, uh, hormone. Was it hormone levels in or they were more so talking about? Um, they were more so talking about like the immune response when you become pregnant, right? And an overactive evolu- evolutionary uh, sort of like reason for that. Mm. Um, uh, yeah. which, which which caused the immune system, which is why you 
see they were they were saying that like evolutionarily because of pregnancy you end up seeing uh, a much higher rate of audio autoimmune uh, autoimmune uh, diseases uh, diseases in females because uh, evolutionarily the body has uh, has has developed like developed an overactive way, yeah like an uh, it's really it's more common for a female to have an overactive immune system uh, to make up for the drop in the immune system when you become pregnant. Great to have a bunch of dudes that don't know what the fuck they're talking about talk about shit like they know what the fuck they're talking about, it's right? Bro science. I know about that. I yeah. listen to a podcast. <laughs> is there is there any uh, are there any like doctors or healthcare prof- professionals in here that can uh, validate if that's true or not? Pillar lady that I can't see. This is actually this is perfect well, because I, I also don't there's think not. That, I also don't think that that was like that was uh, that wasn't necessarily saying that either. It was kind of like right. having a discussion about uh, like some things that they think are indicators like pointing towards yeah, that. Right. Moving on, uh, a hyperactive <laughs> immune system back in the day might have been great. So these people had a hyperactive immune system at that time, awesome. But in today's environment, not so helpful. Um, past research research has also sought to examine how the Black Death affected the human genome. Uh, so you know you have a you have a disease that is affecting fifty percent of the population. It's going to have a you know a crazy effect on on humans going forward. Uh, but Barejo said he believes there's theirs is the first demonstration that the Black Death was important to the evolution of the human immune system. One unique aspect of the study, he said, was to focus on a narrow time window around the event. Mm. Monica H. Green, an author and historian of medicine who has studied the Black Death extensively, called the research tremendously impressive, bringing together a wide range of experts. She my, said, quote, <clears throat> I was going to say my favorite part of this is that whenever I hear about like a, a, a DNA study that's come out and they've identified some sort of thing, I think that I can't wait to go home and refresh my 23andMe to <laughs> see if like I had that variant of the gene that protected me from the black right. death. Right, yeah, totally. Well, so here so here's why I thought I'm this was so I'm dead serious about that. Here's why I thought this was so interesting. Um all of this kind of begs the question, will COVID-19 yeah have a big impact on human evolution? You know, we're seeing something that has actually affected a massive swath of the population. So Barrero said he doesn't he doesn't think so because the death rate is so much lower and the majority of people who have died had already had children. Um, but in the future, however, he said more deadly pandemics may well continue to shape us at the most basic level. That's interesting. The children part, like yeah. that you've already sort of passed on your genes. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this up with one little segment that we do on our Feel Good Friday uh, episodes called What the Hell? Um, and this is <laughs> this is a story that there's nothing funny about this, but. There's also something funny about this. Um, one of one of our one of one of my traditions for for live shows, whether it be for Sick Boy or for Turn Me On, is right before the show I drink a Red Bull. I drank a Red Bull last night. I did a show with Turn Me On in, uh, in um, Waterloo and drank a Red Bull. Tonight I didn't, and I didn't because of this this article. So uh, energy drinks, uh, very popular, very popular. Have you heard of these? Uh, yes. Ginseng? Yeah. Um, but uh, their high caffeine content is not without consequence when consumed in large amounts. Uh, this is something which one gamer learned the hard way after he chugged a staggering no. 12 monster energy drinks in 10 minutes. 
YouTube medical channel, uh, Chubby Emu, which if you haven't watched before is really fascinating. I highly suggest you check it out. Uh, he reports on the case and what was really going on will have you rethinking your energy drink consumption, which it did to me. Uh, the man identified only as JS, not me, uh, 36, I'm 34, so it's not me, okay? Developed a love of gaming as an adult, which stemmed from his childhood in the 80s, where he had no friends to play, with, play them with. Uh, this prompted him, prompted him to m want to make up for lost time, as the internet allows gamers to easily connect with fellow enthusiasts from all over the world. He also enjoyed in impressing people at work uh, as, as an adult, too, and he decided to chug 12 monster energy drinks in 10 minutes, to entertain his colleagues after they were offered uh, as a free work perk. Now, here's the funny thing. It's like, this is so dumb. <laughs> but also, I'm, when I read it, I'm like, this sounds like something that I would do for, like, to make you guys laugh. I'd be yes. like, no, I'm going to drink 12 Red Bull. Especially since, at least in Halifax anyway, there's like a... There's like a Red Bull car that just like drives around and like gives out cases of Red Bull to people all the time. So this would they would they would totally show up and be like, hey, you guys want some free and Red I'd be Bull? Like, Can and I drink twelve and in ten minutes? They'd be like, like, I'll yeah, drink dude. it all right now. <laughs> Which is yeah. why I find it so remarkable that you preface this by saying there is nothing funny about this because like to you this is like the funniest thing. <laughs> it is. It it is. <laughs> but it is. But I have to say that so that they don't sad. think I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so JS, not Jeremy Saunders, reportedly fell uh, unwell, fell unwell immediately. <laughs> no, no shit. And experienced a burning sensation in his stomach. Oh. No shit. Uh, which he tried to distract himself by playing video games. Also something that sounds like I would do. Um, that was when he noticed his heart fluttering. Uh. And this surprised him because he was a regular caffeine consumer and it typically didn't affect him much. I mean, like how many, how many, how much caffeine is in a, uh, I think it's 150 milligrams of caffeine. Is, is a, that how a, they, in MG? A, that's, I feel like in a monster, there's probably more than that. Well, you keep in a Red Bull. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll, yeah. I don't drink monster. That's disgusting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's such a, he's such an arrogant energy drinker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a number of hours after downing the 12 drinks, he was finally sick, but this made him feel even worse, prompting him to finally seek medical intervention a day later. Oh, wow. Uh, he was finally what? diagnosed with hyperglycemia, so a condition caused by high blood sugar levels, and this pointed to a possible problem with his pancreas as he never had diabetes. So doctors, however, speculated that something else was wrong, and further tests saw him diagnosed with hyper lipicemia, which is caused by the presence of too much fat in the blood, implying that his pancreas was leaking, a.k.a. Whoa. digesting itself. Oh, my God. So his pancreas was digesting itself. Um, however, the medical team decided to wait and see if the problem would resolve itself based on JS's age and medical history. Bad, bad news. So instead, uh, his liver and kidneys began to shut down, and he developed a blood infection, causing him to drift in and out of consciousness. Whoa, he got super fucked he up. He got super there, fucked so up. There are 80 to 100 milligrams of coffee, uh, or sorry, of caffeine in the average coffee. There's 160 milligrams in a, in a monster, and he had 12 of them. So he had uh, just under 2,000 milligrams of Ooh, like basically coffee. 24 coffees. And then how much, uh, like, uh, like, look up how much sugar is in a, uh, a monster. Yeah, and he got diabetes immediately. Uh, bizarrely, he didn't, <laughs> he hadn't told the medical team until, uh, until then that he chugged 12 energy drinks until this point. So, so he straight, they had no idea. Like if he went in and was like, my belly hurts, <laughs> I drank 12 monster energy drinks, they would have been like, 
you immediately we're going to the OR and we're going to remove every organ out of your body. He didn't tell them that. <laughs> uh, the report went on to explain that there's a possible connection between excess energy drink com- uh, consumption and pancreatitis, which I believe pancreatitis is like, is that like alcoholics pancreatitis? Is that, is that the, is that where like you drink too much alcohol? That's the liver. It is. Yeah. Can you, Yes, no. Yeah. So it so it's yes and no. <laughs> yes, like we really yes, don't you were know. Right we don't know originally. how alcohol works oh in the body God. really yet. <laughs> Thank you. All right, yeah. sweet. Uh, yeah. Can you? Where do you work? Can you talk to your boss and get them to send me my my uh, doctorate, uh, my honorary <laughs> doctorate? Since I knew that. Thank you. Seven just under seven hundred grams of sugar. Ooh, <laughs> holy fuck, dude! That's so intense. That's so sweet. Uh, but it, but then it, I don't I don't understand this though because like I feel like this might be the dumbest thing I've ever said, but I feel like my body just wouldn't do that. Twelve like because, 12, twelve energy drinks. Because like if you take too many vitamins, don't you just pee the vitamins out? Is that true? Like you know. You, has anybody heard this rumor? This That's is a, good logic. Is this is this a myth or is this is this is true? I I saw this. So if you <laughs> and so if it happens for if it happens like, for some listening, I hear people saying shit. I, but I saw this, so fuck it. Yeah. yeah, right. So I'm I'm right. You just pee the vitamins out. And if it happens for so some vitamins, it happens yeah. for everything yeah. that I put in my body. Right? So therefore, if I drank that many monsters, I would just pee it out. Yeah. I'm, yeah, well, I'm this didn't happen to JS. Um, <laughs> however, somehow he managed to survive uh, thanks to a combination of the right medical help <laughs> and antibiotics. I, I feel like Taylor would be on side, on side with me on this one. Taylor, do you feel like your body would pee it out? Uh, no. That is it. Thank you so much for tuning in, folks. It means the world to us. And if you'd like to continue listening to the podcast, you can do that right here on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And of course, if you want to support the podcast further, you can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, or you can simply rate the podcast on your Spotify mobile app. And uh, even better than that, why don't you tell someone that you know, tell someone that you love, tell someone that you don't know, that you listen to Sick Boy Podcast and recommend it to them because we always love those extra ears. The podcast is produced and hosted by myself, Jeremy Saunders, Brian Stever, and Taylor McGilvery. The podcast is managed by Jeffrey Lonis at Talent Bureau. The theme music for today's episode comes from Rich O'Coin. Thanks again, folks. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back next week. That's it for now. My name is Jeremy, and this is Sick. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.